Welcome to the next 23. If you are new, this is where I share all of the adventures of navigating a new life as a single 40-something after 23 years of marriage. The good and the scary, the weird and the ridiculous. There is no plan. God knows there is no strategy or roadmap for this podcast or the next half of my life. I'm just diving in, breath held, fingers crossed, and no expectations. As Brene Brown said, courage is to tell the story of who you are with your whole heart. These are my stories. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the next 23. This week marks the sixth year anniversary of losing my mom. And it's been a, an interesting week in the sense that the day actually crept up on me. And I honestly had not looked at the calendar or looked at the date um, probably most of the week. And it didn't even occur to me that the 19th was the day until a friend of mine texted me and said, hey, thinking about you today, I know it's going to be a hard one. And as soon as I read that, I looked at the calendar and realized, holy shit, it's the 19th. And first of all, I just want to say thank you to some of my wonderful friends who remember the day, even when I actually don't. And that sounds a little crazy because at first I was a little embarrassed that I seemingly had forgotten that 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 day was the day my mom had died. But the reality is I I will never forget that day, but I was grateful for the way this week played out because it allowed me to not relive every single moment of the trauma of the day that she died six years ago. And I was able to really just focus on my mom and all the beautiful and wonderful things about her that, that made up who she was and made me who I am. And that piece of it was really, was really wonderful. And it was kind of a a beautiful day in that sense. So in honor of my mom, I want to talk a little bit about her first, and then I want to read something that I wrote several years ago about that day that I think is, is poignant and important for a lot of us to hear. My mom was beautiful. She had this amazing beauty about her. It was understated and not flashy, but she was a very, very beautiful woman. And she also was super strong, but neither one of those characteristics did she see in herself. She did not, I don't think she thought she was that beautiful. And I definitely don't think she ever knew how strong she actually was. But so many people saw both of those things in her. And as her daughter and as her children, we saw how strong she was. And a lot of things we didn't see till later in life because she was also super private. But I just wish that she had been able to see herself the way I saw her and the way so many people saw her. But the most amazing quality about my mother was her ability to love and her ability to love her kids, and more importantly, her grandkids. And watching her with her six grandchildren was was something 
that there just really are no words for. She would light up when she got to hold one of those babies or sit on the floor and play with the toddlers or sit and watch movies as the kids grow, grew up and just being with her grandchildren just lit her up from the inside. And they all felt it. They all knew it. Somehow she made all of them feel like they were the most special people on the planet. And, and I, I definitely see that because that's just who she was. She loved babies. She loved her grandkids and she loved her children and she loved well. And that is something that I at times didn't recognize when I was younger and growing up and even as an adult, but it is the one thing that I will always be grateful to my mom for that she freely gave that love to us and showed us what it means to love well. There was a time that I did not love well and did not love her well. And a few months after she died, well, actually a couple years after she died, I wrote this about that time. And I thought I would share it today because it is something I think that is important for all of us to know and to think about whether it's a hard time that we are going through because of a losing a loved one or a change in our life. This is something that I think is important for all of us to hear. So I wrote this, this chapter several years ago, and it's called Living Life at the Bottom Line. Pain and happiness, they are almost identical if they are grounded in truth and how we should react to them. The month before my mom died, she came to live with my family and I. It was a hard and stressful month. I can send you transcripts from my therapy sessions if you want to know the details, but let's just say I didn't show up as my best self during those 45 days. Sometime over the next nine months, I read a quote that said, everything can change in an instant, everything. And then there is only before and after. I don't know who said it, but if I did, I would send them a handwritten thank you note. I would use my very favorite pen and write these words on the finest stationery I could find. Thank you for this life-changing, mind-blowing, soul-altering fucking truth bomb. Over the nine months after mom died, I started to realize that out of the many, many mistakes I made while she was living with me, the most horrible one was that I was not able to filter out all of my judgments about how she was living her life. My anger, frustration, bitterness, hurt, to be able to just sit with her in her pain. The day before she died, she said to me, Kelly, everyone deserves to have a person. You are my person right now. Now here's where I would like to tell you that because of my therapy and the fact that I am such a good person and I always see the best in everyone and I am an outstanding daughter, here's where I wish I could tell you that I grabbed my mom and hugged her and said, of course, mom, I will always be your person. I love you so much and I will always be her for you. I wish I could say that, but the truth is I really shit the bed in this very moment. What I actually said to her was, mom, you're right. Everyone deserves to have a person, but right now I have to be your caregiver. I have to make sure you are safe and take care of you. I can't be your person right now, but I love you. She died the next morning. That is the instant that changed everything. 
For the rest of my life, there will always be before I broke my mom's heart and after. You see, it's not up to us what the course of someone's life takes. While we can care for them and help and support them, provide shelter, bottom line, we're not God. So all of the energy that I was using to make sure mom stayed alive was just wasted energy. It wasn't up to me. What was up to me was how I chose to show up for her. And in that instant, I chose wrong. Worst decision of my life. Why did I let all of my judgments blind me from the one real truth? I loved this woman with every inch of my heart. Bottom line, that is all that really mattered. If I could have just been there for her to sit with her in her pain, without judgment, without resentment, without anger, without bitterness, without ego, would it have changed the outcome of that day? Probably not, but it would have changed the time before and after that life-changing instance. So fast forward nine months and I'm faced with an equal but opposite situation. My sister brother and I get an email from my dad saying that he is in love with a woman who is half his age. She makes him laugh, she makes him happy, she takes away his loneliness. Did I mention that half his age is actually 10 years younger than me? So here's where I would say, what the fuck? It's too soon. Are you crazy? This is so cliche. Are you out of your mind? But I didn't. I did for my dad what I wasn't able to do for my mom. I took away all of my judgments and feelings and sat with him in his happiness. Bottom line, she made him happy and she took away his loneliness. What more could I want for my dad? So this is when I realized that maybe pain and happiness and how we react to them are actually the same. Pain and happiness look different, feel different, and are wrapped in different packages for every single person. We all judge based on our own history, our own experience, our own baggage. It's human nature and totally normal. But if we are aware of these judgments, maybe, just maybe, it will be easier for us to move that shit aside, filter out the judgments and thoughts and feelings, and just sit with our people in their pain and their happiness. And then maybe that's enough to help just a little bit. That feels right. Wow. If we can do this for our people Stop questioning their happiness and stop questioning their pain and stop questioning why they are doing the things they're doing and just sit with them. How amazing would that be? If we really all could take away those filters of judgment and love on them and wish for them true happiness and sit with them in their true pain, that would go so far in making this world a better place, in connecting us as humans in linking us as women. Pain and happiness live in a brutal space that Glennon Doyle talks about in her book, Carry On Warrior, the brutal and the beautiful, the brutal. Even if your person's pain or happiness causes you stress or anxiety or frustration or anger, you don't need to tell them about it. You just need to be happy for them or sit with them and then find someone else to tell your stress and anxiety to. That might be the most helpful thing you can do for your people. Might I suggest a good therapist? 
Love you guys. Thank you for listening to The Next 23 with me, Kelly Taylor. I'll be sharing my stories each week and would love for you to come back if you feel this time makes your day better in some way. If it does, and you do, please like it and let me know. If it doesn't, that's okay too. You don't have to tell me. I won't mind. It's fine.